Yes. Yeah. Hey, yes. first of all, I just got to say, y'all already know the name. Let me introduce the man No, first and of the all, chicken. First of all, you got to introduce this damn chicken first. <laughs> the chicken is talking before everybody. Yes. Mr. Michael Collier. Amen. Hey, oh, thank y'all so much for having me on board. Thank you. Thank you, for, um, sir, for coming. And we are honored and blessed to have you in the house, Yes, sir. we are. Today. It's cold, but it's beautiful. Yeah, it's cold. You tomorrow. know we're going to get right into it. Oh, we want to know everything about you. Yeah, we, we got to. Get it got... to the end. Mm-hmm. Before you leave about it, First can you move all, a little bit closer to the mic? This is going to be the, yeah. hey, this gonna be the fastest, man. We're going to get to the dirt. <laughs> he said he hungry as a horse. No, I said I'm hung. Oh, like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Well. I'm speaking out of line. God damn. <laughs> you, hung, interpret me, you better interpret me right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> the difference between being hungry and being hung, bro. Well, yeah, there it is. Because if you're well hung, you The other motherfucker got to be hungry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. You're right. I, that's I don't even want to ask what the chicken thinks. I don't even want to ask. Very chicken true. Chicken. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start here. Let's start here. The King of Venice Beach. Thank you, sir. I oh, read. I did read that. I read that you did five shows a day on Venice Beach for wow. nine and a half fucking years, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That um, is an amazing grind. How did this start? It was a defining time of my entire life was those nine years. You know, I came there because I started doing street performance in Chicago, where I'm from, Project Robert Taylor Home, 4352 South State Apartment 909. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I started doing street performance in Chicago in 85, you mm-hmm. know, and... um. I became like one of the best in like months. I was the shit. What is street, street performance? Because that's way past our time. Well, it's still going on right now. Is it? Street performing in Bucksters is Bucksters are all over the world all the time. There's people who just stand in the street and perform. I'd have never seen one before. Are you lying? No, I'm not lying. Wow. Have y'all seen one before? Yes. Yeah, in different cities though, like oh, New Orleans, yeah. you go down so, on Bourbon so, Street, right, street performing. Vegas, I went to Vegas. Yeah. But I thought that was like one of the top of the like the top. And you of the saw scenes. them in Vegas. They yeah. do it in Vegas. But yeah. I thought, well, I'm thinking about street performers. I'm thinking about. I don't know if y'all watch Cadillac Records. The dude is up up oh, downstairs you, from you, his. You want to uh, see strippers? No, not strippers. You know the, oh, the, the house. Yeah, the gospel <laughs> strippers. That's how the gospel strippers. Yeah, they come out at three o'clock. That's at three. You talk about something? <laughs> they in the house? No. Yes. Back to the king of Venice Beach. How oh, did that okay, get well, started? Okay. So, uh, so you know, I was doing street performance in Chicago and uh, doing really good. But then winter came, and wasn't nobody trying to hit no damn joke in yeah. December yeah. on State Street. So yeah. I sold everything that would not fit in my car, my 1967 Buick Saber, and I took that money and I drove to L.A. Where I felt it would be warm, I thought it would be warm all year round. It sound warm. It's a lie. <laughs> it's cold so much. It's cold. Uh, but I went there and I discovered Venice Beach. And so from '86 to '95, I would do five one-hour shows every Saturday and Sunday, and I get my money too. I do 40 minutes of comedy and 20 minutes of getting my money. And, uh, Damn. I became the king of Venice Beach because I also taught other people how to get their money. I had a system that I would collect in. I would collect circularly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have people all throw their money up at one time. You know, I have a money grab. And I say, when I get to your group, I want you to say, up, up. Mm-hmm. And you want you put your bill in the animal, collect it. You know, if you give me a five, mm-hmm. we, we cheer a little. Ten, we applaud and cheer. Twenty, we go crazy. You yeah. know? Right. And people be putting up bigger bills just so they can get applause. Oh, and man. Each group should be better than the group before it. You know what I'm saying? So they're competing with each other. Sometimes I had the Crips and the Bloods Mm -hmm. on two sides of the show trying to outpay each other to see who gave me the most tips. So it was really, really cool. And that that nine years (laughs) defined who I am as a human being because it taught me how to interact with people. 
I'll be surrounded sometime anywhere from two to 800 people standing in a circle yeah. and standing in that hot sun for an hour to listen to me and couldn't wait to pay me. And it was white, black, young, old, gay, straight, transgender, Asian. It was every walk of life because everybody comes to Venice Beach. Mm -hmm. In California, the second biggest attraction, second only to Disneyland, is Venice Beach. So everybody comes to that beach eventually. And on any given day, there's three to 500,000 people. Oh walking God. up and down Venice Beach, and I'm sitting there trying to get as much of that money as I can. You know? I heard so, that they retired your money grabber when they built the new boardwalk. Is that <laughs> I true? I hope not, because I'm going back out and doing a special this summer mm -hmm. called The King of Venice Beach, and I'm Dang. building a special stage, and I'm doing an hour live out there on the spot where I started. You wow. know? And over that nine years, over a million people stood on their feet and watched me do comedy for an hour mm -hmm. in the sun. I mean, everybody. I mean, everybody would come to see me. Tupac would come. Um, Eddie Murphy came out there, and he's the one that inspired me to actually get serious about comedy. So to see Eddie Murphy standing in my audience, ooh, I was a funny motherfucker that day. You hear me? <laughs> Rick James is the one who brought, um, uh, um, he's the one who brought Eddie Murphy, and then Arsenio came, you know, Tupac will come. Snoop Dogg used to hang out there with me all the oh time. Oh, my God. Larry Fishburne, well, Lawrence Fishburne. When I knew uh, him, he was Larry. I <laughs> called him Larry one day. He said, I'm not Larry. Larry is dead. I said, no shit. What killed him? Anyway, he used to come and sit there with me. I used to go and hang out with him in his apartment that looked over it, you know. And I mean, just so many celebrities and stars. And my career sort of really blossomed from there because mm -hmm. Before that, I wasn't in any of the clubs. And since I wasn't inside, mm -hmm. I only did street performance. But, you know, I didn't have a manager. God is my manager. Mm -hmm. So I only paid 10%, and he answers every call. Mm -hmm. And so uh, a lot of artists, a lot of people who are working today as comedians started out because they walked up and saw me mm -hmm. hold a crowd and palm my hand for an hour at a time and do it all day long, mm -hmm. every weekend. Never took a break except for the Christmas weekend. Okay. And anybody who ever had friends come in or relatives from out of town, first thing they do is take them to Venice Beach mm -hmm. to come and see me. So mm -hmm. it was just really, really good. So I'm really excited about going back out there this summer and doing the, the piece we're going to call The King of Venice Beach. They put my okay. feet, the money grabbers, my name, and my handprints in semen out there to commemorate who I was wow. when I was out there doing that thing. You That's know? dope, man. So it was it was so much fun. I learned so much, and it really defined me. I, and, but I do want to get something clear. I've never been homeless. I just want to get that clear. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, because every day, Someone say, man, I really love your journey, brother. How you came from homelessness. <laughs> Whoa, never, brother, hold up. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm telling you all over the country, people say that same story. And people I, who interview me, man, I just love your story, how you came from I have never said I've been homeless. I never said it in a performance. Yeah. I never said it in an interview. But people put two and two together and got seven. You know, they would yeah. see me on Venice Beach, and I would always feed the homeless. That's one of the things I would do. Yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me, I would... um. I would go get breakfasts for 99 cents. You know, mm -hmm. you ain't gonna get no meat. But, <laughs> but you get potatoes, get a croissant or some eggs, croissant some fried something. potatoes, some jelly. Yeah. Shit. If a motherfucker sleeping on a park bench, nigga, that's a meal. That's a hell of a so meal. I'd get 10 of them and I'd walk down the beach each morning and pass out a meal to every homeless person I can get to till I ran out. Mm -hmm. And then you know, in 90, when I did a show called Star Search at 100,000 mm -hmm. and I turned around and gave half of it to the homeless. Mm -hmm. I was going to so, ask you about that. And so people put that together and they said, oh, he was on business. He was homeless. So he give them to the homeless. <laughs> I ain't never been homeless. Yeah. I ain't going to never be homeless unless mm -hmm. someone hits me in my head and I lose my <laughs> senses. I mean, I can start this day 
with nothing. Yeah. Bo booted but naked in the street. And in three days, I'm going to have a car. I'm going to have a house. And I'm going shopping somewhere. I can mm. tell you that. I believe God you. Gave nice. Good sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know? I believe yeah. you. God damn. Yeah. I'm going to have to learn something for you to get out of here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> all right. So let's. um. All right. We get to Venice Beach, the king of Venice Beach. So there was no comedy club before you started street performance? You just got. There was clubs, but none of them was really letting me in. There was one club there. They're still there called the Laugh Factory. And they would let me come on Thursday evenings and do five minutes of free comedy. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't really make it for me because you realize I drove here to do comedy for a living yeah. to California. So what I was doing is waiting tables because I'm a table-waiting motherfucker. Mm -hmm. I've waited tables at some of the finest clubs in the country and, and top restaurants. In mm -hmm. fact, when I left to come to L.A. from Chicago, I was working at the Black Hawk on Wabash, which was a real famous steakhouse. I know how to table side, Dover Souls and Caesar Salads and all that. So waiting is my shit. Yeah. If I ever stop telling jokes, I'm going back to waiting tables. Mm -hmm. So when I got to L.A. and couldn't find a, a paying job, I went to a restaurant and I said, you don't have to give me a check. Just give me three tables. Mm -hmm. I will survive on my tips. And I made more money than anybody in that motherfucker. So that's how I was Damn. eating. But then on the weekend, I go down to Venice Beach every Saturday and Sunday and do my show. After about three weekends on Venice, mm -hmm. I never came back to work because I could make my money right, right there, mm -hmm. you know. And so, and the first time I was out, the first people who brought me in was Bud Friedman, who owns this chain of. Uh, mm -hmm. They even used to be a show on television called um, uh, Live from the Improv. It used to be on A and E, mm -hmm. and so him and his wife was walking past one day watching me perform out there. And when he, he was so blown away, he said, I want you to come and be a regular family member at the Improv. And I was just at the Improv Sunday when they were doing, I mean, this Tuesday when they were doing their Christmas party. Mm -hmm. And it, I realized that was 35 years ago. Wow. And I'm still doing this, mm -hmm. you know. And Bud, who he's, his, his health isn't great, but he's 84, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but he got a message to me, you know, of love and light. And it was just it was just so cool, you know what I'm saying? So that's how he's the first one to say, hey, I want you to come in. Otherwise, I just doing the beach, but mm -hmm. I got all my work from there. Cause all the directors, all the producers, all the writers in Hollywood, they all eventually come to Venice Beach. Mm -hmm. And then the buzz was on about me. So people would come out, Robert Townsend gave me my first movie, which was his first movie, yeah. Hollywood Shuffle. I was on Venice Beach. The Martin Show. They invited me because Mr. they Whitaker. saw me on Venice Beach. Yeah, Mr. Whitaker, you know, LA. I did a movie with uh, Charlie Sheen called Hot Shots Part Do. I played the the, I black, the black guy, and uh, <laughs> shit, I shot that film for twenty five weeks. I bought the first house on that money, and they saw me on Venice and invited me to audition. It was supposed to be three men in that part. Mm -hmm. Well, I got through audition, they eliminated a guy, just made it two of us, and then we became the uh, actually heroes. It was four of us, which was Charlie Sheen. Uh, Ryan Stiles. Ryan Stiles is the tall white boy. Remember the show, uh, Whose Line Is It? Anyway. Anyway, yeah. originally it was uh, Drew Carey yep. and his thin, tall white guy. Yep. That's Ryan did he Stiles. Also play, did he also play, uh, damn, Freddy Cougar? No, Ryan. That's a, okay, Ryan I, didn't that. I can't remember that nigga. But Ryan <laughs> also, Robert England. Robert England. I know you talking oh, okay. about. Yeah, you, yeah, Robert England. That's yeah. right. But Ryan Stiles went on to Ryan own Stiles. that show. So he owns part of that show mm -hmm. with him and so that was one of the heroes with me and a guy named Miguel uh Ferrer. His father was famous in film named Mel Ferrer. He played mm -hmm. the original uh Sereno de Bergerac. Anyway, his son, you'll see his son in traffic. Do you see the movie? 
called Traffic. I yeah, I seen the movie called Traffic. I and he, well, traffic. he was the gangster. He was the guy who was supposed to tell them what was going on. But then they got raided, and he ran and he fell and hurt his leg. And he was the one they was protecting <laughs> until the uh-huh. end. And at the end, the gangster slipped some poison in and killed him. That, that. that was him. So we were the four heroes: Charlie Sheen, them two, and me. Okay. Throughout the whole movie, it was off the chain. Man, I get to work with everybody, but all that came from Venice. Mm-hmm. Everything came from Venice Beach. So, and plus, like my connectedness with people on the street. You know, mm-hmm. I was working with homeless people out there smoking weed with them, eventually smoking crack with them. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, so he connected. Oh, I'm bite my tongue. I'm who I am. <laughs> I'm Michael Motherfucking Kaya, and I tell it like the T.I. is. You know, this gangster shit. Crack no, no, I did, I did crack. <laughs> I smoked crack for 23 years, and as of March 1st, I have 10 years of pure sobriety. Oh, I talk about it everywhere I go. Congratulations, brother. I tell strangers in the street. They Hold say, on, time out. Is it a congratulations? Why the fuck you telling me? It is a congratulations Absolutely. if you're not doing it no more. No, nah, but think about it, though. He was doing it for so long. That was it? stuck what? with it. So we should <laughs> yeah. congratulate him? Yeah, nobody likes a quitter. No. <laughs> No. You know what? They always want to see you down. You That's have, what you, have, you ever see a motherfucker success? They be like, "Yeah, I did this, I did that. I smoke a little crack in between." But then I stopped. Like, whoa, your crack was no little crack. That's honesty, bro. <laughs> Twenty-three years ain't no little crack. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of motherfucking crack right there. Yeah, we like he was doing well. I don't know. We would have never even t- told you. Was well, doing you crack. wouldn't if I hadn't talked about it. Yeah, we. All right, I gotta ask you this question I before most, I forget about it. Most of the things y'all saw that are successful, those are during my crack days. See, but I never. He got, was still grinding. But I See? never got high <laughs> during work. I've always been a professional. So you were functioning. I was considerably functioning. I was mm-hmm. a, I was uh, functional while being dysfunctional. Yeah, you know, because I lost many yeah. opportunities. You know, many opportunities. You know, because motherfuckers when they high, they don't think nobody know they high. Except right. them, you right. know. Right. You show up, your skin all moist and pasty. You know, your eyes roll around your head, sweating like R. Kelly in the playground. You know, and you don't know. Yeah. And, and, you thinking and I'm you good? I'm good. Nobody else think it. You know, and then I'm you straight. Lady, you go. Damn, I wonder why I didn't get that job. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it went well. Yeah, I thought it went well. <laughs> I'm sorry. You had a question. What the hell was? <laughs> I knew you was going to eat the chicken. I, I forgot what the fuck I was gonna ask. Somebody else step in. You were, but then he so, cut you off and right, shit. I'm sorry. I was I was intrigued by the crack. I think I'm always intrigued by the crack. I'm He's always intrigued there. by the crack. I'm always intrigued. All right. So check this out. So when when did you know? I mean, obviously you probably grew up just knowing you was funny. But when was the like the green light where you were just like, I know I'm funny as fuck. I don't know if I could pinpoint no. that. You know, I mean, I started. Being funny as a child to get my mother's attention because I had four big brothers mm-hmm. and I had a father who liked to sip a little bit. And when my mama got to look out for all of us, that don't mean she'll have a lot of individual attention for people. Yeah. So I would tell her jokes, man, and that would give me more time with her, mm-hmm. you know. So I've always, you know, had, you know, was what I thought was funny. But I didn't think nobody would pay me like funny. And then uh, I saw Eddie Murphy in 1984. Y'all don't even understand. What a motherfucking meteor he was. In 1984, he was only 23 years old. He's already done 48 hours, Damn. trading places, his first Beverly Hills Cops. He had a concert tour and video out mm-hmm. called Raw, and he saved the biggest show on TV, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. They was about to close their doors. Mm-hmm. And then they got him on, and the shit went back to number one again. He did all that shit at 23 and could wear the fuck. Out of a red leather suit, <laughs> and he did all that shit telling jokes. I was like, "That is true." Damn, I've been funny my whole life. I didn't know nobody would pay me for it. Mm-hmm. I said, "Shit, I better get out the mustard and catch up." So, <laughs> the mustard. So I went down in my mama's basement. 
I went down my mama's basement that. where I was living anyway, and I uh, got me some Red Fox <laughs> albums, and I would just play those albums over and over and rehearse his jokes as though that shit was mine. So I could mm-hmm. tell the shit like I created them, you know? And then I started doing comedy, started hitting clubs, and then some people convinced me to do street performance, which I didn't want to do. I was like, what kind of nigga? You never stand in the street and tell motherfucking jokes. Boy, they showed me this sack of money they made that day. I said, what, 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 what should I say? <laughs> <laughs> what time y'all want me to be here tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. I then, think that's a lot of bravery because I, I think you standing up in front of people I don't know, in the corner, you know, they can just walk right past you, you know? No, but to grab their attention. The, the worst of that are the people who come to disrupt you. Oh. It's not the walker past. The guys who walk by don't bother you. The motherfuckers uh-huh. who come to disrupt the show. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people don't appreciate the fact that you're holding all these people's attention mm-hmm. when the average person don't say shit to them. And yeah. here you are with everybody, black, white, young, old, standing, looking at you the fuck you think you are, mm. you know? But those are hecklers, and I love hecklers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, heckler! <laughs> Look, I come from a small town called Fresh Off a of Heckler's Ass, and a heckler <laughs> make me homesick. Now that's not my line. I ain't gonna steal that. That belongs to Robin Harris. Yeah, but he I did. Like so Harris. he can't use that no more. He can't use that no more. So I'm just gonna keep that warmed up for him till he come back. Till he come back. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the thing was, um, the, what would be the heckler? But I fuck a heckler. Ooh, I kill it. I make a heckler want to commit. Oh I my god. Which goes to. When I told y'all when I came in here Is today, that what happened last night? we had a guy last night at the show, and not very happy. Um, <laughs> he sat right in the front, and you know he was already high before he got there. You know something? I don't know if he's drinking or smoking. Me, I prefer to smoke my drink. But anyway, he was caught, and and he sat there with four top him, his partner. They both had women with him, and I'm being my normal brilliant self yeah and at some point he got to go to the bathroom but he was going the wrong way yeah you know he was heading to the kitchen and i said dude dude, dude you're going the wrong way partner you gotta go this way no nah, man the motherfucker you going in the kitchen don't you <laughs> nigga don't you pee in that kitchen you know and he went in the kitchen and we all held our breath we was waiting for him to come back he never came he out never came kitchen. out never nigga 20 minutes, 20 minutes later he was too embarrassed show, i walked off the stage his partner got up and security we all went to the bathroom to look for him mm-hmm. make sure he's all right turned out he was at the front at a the counter at the bar yeah and they wouldn't let him back in the room oh, you know good, so good. so he just hung out out there but he was man he was madder than 10 fools in a bag full of motherfuckers <laughs> so so when i came out and you know they were security was standing all around him and he was you know speaking in hostile terms and shit you know but low yeah. key and then he went on to his car you know i said but you know what I'm going to go out and make sure I apologize to him. And he's like, no, bro, we don't recommend that. It's okay. I said, well, I, I've registered your recommendation. But we're going <laughs> to the car. Yeah. And, you know, because if, if if you're in my audience, you are my guest. Mm-hmm. You're my client. I'm supposed to treat you a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So if I offend you, I don't, I'm not here to offend you. Why the fuck you don't come back and see me? Yeah. If mm-hmm. I offend you, if I embarrass you, if I make you look bad in front of people, who the fuck wants to spend Twenty dollars for that? You can get treated like shit at home for free. Yeah. You get to come to. So I. That's never my intention. That's not my goal. Mm-hmm. You know. So if that's what I did, that's not what I wanted to do. You know. So we went to the car. When we got to the car, he jumped out the car, threw his jacket on the on the ground, held his arms out. I don't got no weapons on me. And we like, nigga, ain't nobody think you got no weapons. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even thinking like that, bro. Yeah. You know. I had like all these big security guys with me and shit. But I was like, bro, 
I can't apologize to you. If I offended you, if I uh, embarrassed you, if I said some shit disrespectful, mm-hmm. I, that's never my intention, you know, because you're my brother. You're my brother. You're my sister. I don't roll like that on black people. I don't mm-hmm. do that, you know? So I just want to apologize. He's like, oh, okay, man, I, yeah, I accept that, you know, but I ain't going to forget this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's still in his system. He yeah. feels like he's been, you know, he even said, he even tried to quote the movie that, um, Kevin Hart is in right now with Wesley Snipes. The true story one. No, yeah, yeah, true story, man. You didn't see true story, man. I'm like that dude, man. I'm a fan. I've been your fan for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. I guess he don't remember that in that movie, the fan got killed. Dude got fucked yeah. up. Anyway, right. um, they fucked him up. So I, I didn't want to point that out. I didn't point that out. You know they so, fucked him up, bro. So we went out and we did our apology. He wasn't really accepting of it. He was sort of, but not really. But yeah, it's not my job to make him accept it. Right. My job is to offer it. Mm-hmm. My job is to try to do the right thing. That's mm-hmm. all I can do. You know, we'll be mm-hmm. on high alert tonight because it's cats <laughs> like that will come back and shoot a joint yeah. up. Yeah. You know, and which, you know, speaks to one's intellect. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you knew better, you'd do better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I did all I could do. I, I didn't intentionally hurt him. Mm-hmm. And I still offered an olive branch. I can't do no more than that. You, you can't do no more saying? than that. So, but, but like today, I'm in a car coming over here. This asshole uh, named Jimmy who's driving uh, Uber, right, or Lyft. Picks mm-hmm. me up. This is a 30-something minute ride to get here from where I am. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So I get in the car. It's a big, dirty-ass bath towel on the floor where I get in the car at. And I said, yeah. sir, what's this? <laughs> and he looked back to say, I don't know the people that was in before you left it. Just pick it up and throw it on the other side. I said, nigga, I'm not picking it up. Nigga. <laughs> 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 I'm not picking it up. Some yeah. dirty-ass towel is on the floor of a dirty car. I'm going to pick that motherfucker up and put it on. No, sir. Right, I'm not right. Doing it. Well, ain't nothing wrong with it. I said, how do you know? Well, I know the people who get in the car. You don't know me, nigga. <laughs> exactly. Well, who are the people that you know? And if you know, you, a minute ago, you said, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Right. So you didn't even know what it is, but now you know the people and you know there ain't nothing wrong with it. Then you grab that motherfucker with your hand because mm-hmm. I ain't grabbing this shit. So <laughs> he grabbed it to the other floor on the other side of the car. It's still, I'm still riding with this dirty ass towel yeah. in the back seat. So we driving, this motherfucker got his church on. And it's on loud. And I am a man of God. I will die for God. I'm that nigga. Mm-hmm. That if I hear the Lord say, uh, this is your day, run in front of the truck. Nigga, I'm gone. Bye. Yeah. I love God more than I love me. And I love Michael motherfucking Kaya. Let's be clear mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. But not like I love God. Not like I love God, you know, so he's in there and he's playing uh, some church and it's a corny ass church, you know, <laughs> but I was like, sir, can we have listen to some jazz? He like, nah, yeah. I ain't listening to jazz. I, I, it's Sunday and I want to hear my church. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm sorry, sir. I thought I was the passenger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. But I play what I want in my car. Well, that's the opposite. That's incorrect. Yeah, because I am his client. I am there for him to serve me. He's supposed to make sure I'm comfortable and the car is clean. I can hear what I want to hear mm-hmm. in his car or he can cut everything off. But he, now he's going to do the opposite. He's going to force me to hear his church service, mm-hmm. you know? So I got on my motherfucking phone and went to Spotify and played my own motherfucking jazz uh, Christmas music loud as I could. So I'm playing my shit. He playing his shit. Fuck you too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So when I got here, wow. I wrote a very colorful uh, critique of his ass to his company. I I said, I ain't give him shit. In fact, I wish I could take $15 from this motherfucker. Yeah. I ain't give him shit. He's an asshole. He doesn't understand that he's in service. And he act like I was somebody he knew he was doing a fucking favor and giving him a ride. No, mm-hmm. nigga. I'm paying for a service and I don't even know you, nigga. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyway, 
Uh, but that I was saying that to use that in comparison to the show last night. Mm-hmm. That guy's my client. I'm supposed to serve that guy. I'm not supposed to beat him up. I'm not supposed to make him feel bad. Yeah. Because people feeling bad don't come back. And they tell every motherfucker they know what you did or what they think you did because people might forget what you gave them or where they were. Mm-hmm. They'll never forget how you made them feel. You're right. They'll never forget that shit. So I did my best to try to make him feel better, but after you do everything you can do, mm-hmm. you just pray on it and keep it moving. You know, yeah. you can only do so much. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's all. I don't know. I think after that wears off, like waking up in the morning, you have to think like you got an apology though. You didn't have to come outside and do that. And like, not only that, his people gonna talk to him too, cause he's with two girls and a guy. And after I got to apologize, and he said, "Yeah, I ain't gonna forget." The girl jumped out of the car and said, "We just loved your show." So when they get him sober. They're going to say, nigga, you acted a fool right. last night, motherfucker. They had to walk you out the car. You got an apology right. and you still balling up your face and shit. It might, yeah. it might not happen. Yeah. It may just happen. He might say, fuck you, bitches, and go about his life. <laughs> I don't know. There's always those unknowns. But the one yeah. thing that is a known is God. Right. God is great. People always say, man, God is good. <laughs> not to me. Chicken is good. God <laughs> is great. I know you know it's a chicken. <laughs> Y'all made my chicken laugh. You're very funny. Do you think Michael Collier gets the respect that he deserves for putting in the type of grind? Like I said, 10 years as the king of Venice Beach, and then you go mainstream, and you're in movies, you're on TV shows. Do you think Michael Collier? First of all, though, I don't think in terms of Michael Collier. Mm -hmm. I never think in terms of first place, you know, of myself like that. Mm -hmm. People call me legend, all kind of shit like that. Good I title. I don't, but I don't think of me as any of that shit. I'm a cat to do comedy, man. I'm a communications specialist. That's what I do. I'm an artist, and if I can teach you something, if I could lift you up mm-hmm. through humor, which is the great gift that God gave me, then I've done my thing. And if I could do that and get you to pay me, nigga, <laughs> yeah, then I mean, if you're doing what you love to do, even if you break even, mm-hmm. you're ahead of the game. So I'm a practitioner. I am a technician. At this thing called comedy, and I mm-hmm. absolutely love it. I adore it because it sustains me. It takes me around the world. I get to do everything. I meet mm-hmm. the greatest people. But if people respect me, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. If they don't, I don't give a fuck. You know, <laughs> I have never been able to figure out why people care, why anybody would give a fuck, why, what somebody else thinks of them. Yeah. What's important to me is what I think of me. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm trying to do the right thing. You know, I'm doing a one-man play called Michael Kaya's Mama. Mm-hmm. And ain't about your mama. Ain't about his mama. It's about my mama. Mm-hmm. That's what's called Michael Kaya's Mama. And in this play, I try to make it clear to people that all I want to do is make sure that my mother and God are proud of me. That's mm-hmm. my only mission. And if in that, within that realm, if I could also have fun and teach and touch people, lift people up, and do the things that we're supposed to do. Man, I want to eat the food. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about gay weight. Eat the food. Yeah. You know, drink some good water. Fuck. People, please fuck. We supposed to fuck. <laughs> you know, I just want to do the thing. Early and often. Do. So live, live this life, man. Learn shit. Yeah. Expand your mind. Unfold into your greater self. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to do. I ain't here to hurt nobody. It's nice. I get mad respect everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. People say things that humbles me all the time. And even on my morning show, I always have to ask the guests to not talk about me. Because I invite them on the show. It's a seven-minute segment. They'll spend three minutes talking about the first time they saw me and yeah. how they like me in this. I said, dude, you only get seven minutes. You've earned that, you though, man. Seven, and, and my people <laughs> who work around me say all that, but I don't care mm-hmm. about that kind of stuff. Come on and this your seven minutes. Tell us who the fuck you are. What are you doing? How can we interact with you? Yeah. How can we lift society? That's what I want to know. But I'm only pointing it out to say that people do that all the time. And it's uncomfortable for me you know but oh man you did you that come on man come on y'all let's keep it moving let's keep it moving what's yeah. the joke nigga 
Where's my fucking job? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. so yeah, so I don't get I don't think in terms of that type of stuff. When you, when when you first started doing movies or even when you're doing them now or TV shows, was it a a, a big difference or did you was just like this flew right into it? Like, cause some people, it takes a while for them to be introduced to. From where? To what? To what? From from where you was doing before. From comedy yeah, on the street. From, for, yeah, comedy on the street. To, to being in the big showtime, like Hollywood business, behind of a, behind okay, of a camera. So be clear when you I'm sorry, behind of a okay, camera. Okay. Um, <laughs> I get what you're saying. We need an interpreter. Somebody I get over there. Because I didn't want to say no. it wrong, because, you know, some people are like, nigga, I always been in front of the camera. I'm like, oh, my yeah, bad. For me, for me just everything just keeps flowing together. Everything keeps flowing together, you know. So I started out doing street performance. That street performance got me in to the the little movie. Bernie Mac was my great friend, so he got me on Def Jam first season, no and I sizzled wow. that bitch. So I ended up doing four more seasons of it, and and I hosted one, you know. Then I co-created Comic View, and this everything was so. Wait, hold on, hold up, hold up. How you going this past that you like that? You can't just go past that. You cannot go past. You were the co-creator look, of Comic look View. Look at his facial expression. Yep. Look at the job. You're like you niggas need to Google me. He ain't on go. Yeah, I but, and I don't have they don't have a written respect on that. They don't have that written Dang. anywhere. But Bob Johnson who owned it, you know, and Butch Lewis, my great friend Butch. Did y'all know Butch Lewis, the fight promoter? No. I don't oh. think I heard of him. He done oh. dropped seven names on the Google already. He's the one put together the rumble in the jungle. What? Oh, he's a bad motherfucker. Okay. And he was he was known mostly because you see him in a suit. Yeah. He wouldn't have a shirt. He just had a vest and the suit. Mm-hmm. And he was just this fly, cold, mm-hmm. rich. Powerful brother. He got Michael Spinks the biggest payday Michael Spinks ever had. And he got that money whether he won or not. Damn. That's Butch Lewis bad motherfucker. So him and Bob Johnson, <laughs> who on BT, like we're best friends. And they're the ones who was behind the show. And they came to me and they said, we're doing Def Jam. We need something to compete with mm-hmm. Def Jam, but mm-hmm. clean. Yeah. And we talked about it and came up with the ideal mm-hmm. of Comic View. But then they didn't talk to me no more. Four, five Dang. months. Next thing I know. The show's on the A and DLU. He's the fucking host. Dirty motherfucker. Then they call me. We'd like to have you on the show. You want me on the show? And I create it. You want me to come on and be a guest? No, I can't do that. So my su- subsequent years with BET, I only hosted things. I only did you know big pieces on there. Mm-hmm. But I and then and then I lucked up later and got the show BET Live from LA because mm-hmm. I was friends with Bob Johnson. Mm-hmm. And, okay, you know and and. And Cedric the Entertainer walked off from that show like six days before it was supposed to go live. Mm-hmm. And since really? I was friends with Bob, he's like, man, this is your opportunity, brother. I'm going you know, to give you your chance to do your thing. you know. And mm-hmm. I went in and sizzled that motherfucker. Who in the hell left the gate open? Damn. Oh, my God. So, so we did that. So, so, no, so That was my pop shit. <laughs> oh, that was my shit right there. <laughs> and I'll tell you what's so funny. You know, one of the things, one of the people who was running the show kept saying, well, don't keep saying that. That shit's corny. Don't hell keep saying nah. who in the hell... Let me tell you, motherfuckers everywhere will say it. Still. Who in the hell left the gate? We I still say that Jamaica shit. When you say and, BET Live from huh? L.A., I was yeah. like, what's that? But when you said who they left the gate, <laughs> I said, oh, hell. I know what you're talking about. about. <laughs> the, the band was great. We went. I saw an Asian trying to tell who the hell left the gate. <laughs> oh, my God. I was in Jamaica, and three three beautiful sisters came down the escalator. They was like, who in the hell left the gate? Oh, oh my mind. God. You know, so I knew that it was the hook that yeah. made people want to be part yeah. of it. I mean, yeah. we're the first people to give a car away. Before 
before Oprah gave a car away, I gave the car away on my first show. My first guest was P. Diddy. In Damn. fact, Jennifer Lopez waited outside in a custom bus. And oh, on that show, man. we gave away a car. That's the first time anybody gave a car away on a talk show. Come the on. shit that Ellen is doing, I was doing that shit. Mm-hmm. I would come out and they play the music. I come out dancing and shit. Mm-hmm. I dance. I work my way up to the audience and I stand there and do a five minute monologue. Mm-hmm. I did that long before she got a fucking show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very Damn. blessed. BET was so good to me, and they still are because my biggest movie is on BET right now. Yeah, I did it last year, and it's running now on Tubi. It's called Holiday Heartbreak. I've done thirty something films. This is the first time that I'm number one on the call sheet. Mm-hmm. I am the star of that. And if y'all haven't seen it, you need to get to Tubi and see it because it's off the chain. I play Lisa Ray. Will actually be Simone plays the young Lisa Ray, mm-hmm. and it's a young guy playing Lisa young Simone. me. I love B Simone. I interviewed her on one of my shows. She's awesome. And B Simone um, played the young woman. I was the young me, and I, you know, jaded her. You know, I had a wife, but I'm fucking her. And <laughs> I had to get back to the wife, and she like, All you right. keep on talking about the wife and the family. I thought you was leaving. He's like, girl. I was like, girl, you know what it was <laughs> when I came here. But it's my birthday. I know it's your birthday. Yeah, it's your birthday. That I took you. I bought you that bag you wanted. We went to a what? What you want? Yeah. And so she put a spell. A voodoo bitch put a spell on me. <laughs> God saying. When my Damn daughter turns 30, when my daughter turns 30, she's going to have her heart broken by some fool. And who's that fool? Fucking Country Wayne. So she oh, falls in love shit. with Country Wayne. So now I got to look, break up the look. wedding. Oh, I got to put Country oh, Wayne in that shit? There's a I fight. It's a fucking Christmas party. All this shit. It goes down. It is amazing. Okay. It's an amazing movie. What's it called? The Holiday, Holiday, Holiday. Holiday heartbreak. Okay. okay. So it's on Tubi, everybody. Make sure you see it because they run again. I bet you it runs again on BET. It's it's going to be a Christmas classic that they're going to show every year. Okay. You know? put that in my and mind. I get that, you know, Well, and we sold to BET. But it was a sister who put it together. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of what her name is because she is everything. Mm-hmm. She is amazing. She did 10 films during COVID. She is so wow. Damn. She is so cool. I thought we was working. Oh, man. That lady working. Amazing. While you looking her up, I'll tell her story. She... Wanted to write a book, so she got her husband a loan of the money so she could publish her own book. Mm-hmm. She published it, and it did so well that her and her girlfriend started publishing other people's books. So far, they have published 162 God, books. Damn. And along the way, she kept going, God damn, these are some nice stories. Why don't we turn these into movies? Mm-hmm. And so now she's done like 11, 12 movies, you know, that she's producing all of that them. That is she's dope. So, she's so dope. Pull up Tressa Smallwood. And look at who she is. She a bad motherfucker. And her, her sister does the wardrobe. My wardrobe was so fucking fly. I stole so many clothes from that show. She a bad motherfucker. Tasha she, Del Rock talking about she a bad motherfucker. She a bad motherfucker. She a bad motherfucker. She's an award-winning book publisher, movie producer, founder of Megamind Media, which is the company. And she also does a, a television festival each year. Damn. You all come online from all over the country and talk about how to write your story, how to get your story public. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you she a bad fuck. I need the research. Yeah, no, she's, she's I need some game from her. Yeah, she's the truth. She's the truth. As oh, sweet yeah. as can be, you know, mm-hmm. her husband, they just cool. They just family. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta get in some things before we run out. <laughs> he done dropped every, every so I, many names. I want people to watch my morning show. You know, that's mm-hmm. what COVID did to me. COVID didn't frighten me because people want to frighten you. You know, oh, you yeah. take COVID. You know, God mm-hmm. created COVID. 
Because he's mad at the world. That's some bullshit. My father God is not a punisher. Plus, if he was mad at your bitch ass, he'd just smite you. You right. wouldn't create some disease that's going to fuck up people's grandparents and children You're and right. shit. That's bullshit. What, what God is that? Who worships him? You know? Um, no, but they'll say anything to frighten you into taking this fucking vaccine. Yeah. They won't tell you about the fact that nine billionaires have been made so far because of this vaccine. Damn. They don't tell you about the money. Damn. Follow the money and you'll see what's going follow on. Follow the money. Yeah. Every time you follow the money, you know what the truth is. You You're know? Right. Gotcha. And so um so so uh, COVID for me though was about pivoting. Mm -hmm. Because March twelfth of last year, every comedy club in America closed on the same yeah. day. Yep. And I'm booked eight months in advance. Every mm -hmm. weekend. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden that shit was gone. So what I'm gonna do? I go home, cry like a little bitch, or <laughs> I can think of something else to do. So I'm I get my at, chicken. I sat at my kitchen table. That's before I met the chicken. <laughs> I sat at my kitchen table and I started my own morning show, the Michael Cowyer Morning Show. Everybody should subscribe right to mm -hmm. the Michael Cowyer Morning Show. As of Friday, we've done 320. So wow. I do an hour Damn. show every day, Monday through Friday. Five days a week we do the show. We mm -hmm. have I, I put a comedian on every show at 17. So I put on over 260 comedians Damn. I put on there. And so we have musicians. We have artists. We had this brother, Miko Hart, who came on last week. Who His passion is feeding the homeless. Mm -hmm. He's so amazing. I mean, just all these, you know, Miko? He's a bad motherfucker out of D.C. And so I just bring all kind of folks on black artists. Mm -hmm. the, some of the black art that we've seen from this show. So mm -hmm. the show is off the chain. And it's funny. And halfway through each show, we pray. Mm -hmm. Either I do the prayer or we'll bring on a minister or a bishop. Because I want to create a place where people could come and laugh and pray every day. Now mm -hmm. it's one of the best things I do out of all the projects I'm on is the morning show. Mm -hmm. And COVID had me switch that. See, we all have a lot of... Um, uh, skills and a lot of tools within ourselves mm -hmm. that most of us never access. The wealthiest place in the world is the cemetery because so many people have died without actualizing their dreams, man. And so Damn, when we get in a situation like this, it's not about being fearful because we don't ever have to be fearful if we keep God in the game. Mm -hmm. As long as God is first, what is there to fear? In my heart, I have no fear for now I know that God is here. So we don't have to fear anything. So mm -hmm. fear is out the game. Now we can get back to the planning. So mm -hmm. what am I going to do instead? So I shifted to do that. That thing has brought about so much work. It's the reason I think I got the movie, How mm -hmm. They Heartbreak. It's because they were watching me do that. And when they came up with the part, it's like, oh, this dude would be the perfect father, mm -hmm. you know? And you're going to mm -hmm. have to swallow that and spit that out. <laughs> you, can't, you can't keep rolling that around like that's nasty right there. Don't be rolling that around like that. You see, see how I turned from? <laughs> you did turn. <laughs> <laughs> this chicken. Can't cough in front of nobody now. Yeah, yeah. duh. This chicken. You got to be embarrassed about it and so, shit. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's what COVID is for me. It's just about shifting, you know. It's just about changing your perspective and doing what else you can do. But it is about being safe because there's a, another variant out now, the Obama variant. Well, it's not called the Obama variant, but it's the old something. I can't pronounce What is it, Obaduba? Some shit. There's a new one every night. What say? The Omicron, Obama, same thing. And <laughs> but it's a new. You can't keep up with them. You can't keep up. But you up can with keep it. up with your health. So you know, cause I had, uh, I had um, COVID for thirteen days. Mm -hmm. You know, I whooped that bitch's ass. Let me tell you, I fucked COVID up so bad. I'm happy to hear that. Apologized to me. <laughs> you hear me? It left my house limping. Said Miss Kaya, I didn't know it was your shit, and I beat him up <laughs> with all natural modalities: echinacea and golden seal, black seed oil, mm -hmm. oil of oregano. Um, uh, uh, ginger root. Oh God, I drink so much ginger root tea. One mm -hmm. day I peed a cup of ginger ale. You know, so God damn. So I, I, so I beat it. You keep building your immune system. 
Ain't I had a feeling like that herbal tea is some kind of tea like that. We was looking for your oh, tea. No, no, this is just it's just as good. Oh, okay. Tea is just as good as long as you have lemons, as long as you have honey. Mm-hmm. You know, the main thing in our diets is we gotta get the the, the dairy out. Mm-hmm. The dairy is what creates the mucus, and the mucus is where most diseases hang out. Mm. Yeah. That's like a condominium for them bitches. Mm. What, what, what they got mucus? Everybody come on and get mucus. You I know? didn't know that. So, oh no, Me you either. want to keep the mucus out your system. Mucus will kill you dead. So you want to try to get off of dairy. I haven't been successful at it, mm-hmm. but I've minimized it a lot. Mm-hmm. But if you can get the dairy out your system, actually, when things aren't working in your body, it's because the body is mad. M-A-D, and M is for the mucus. You want to get rid of the mucus. A is the acidity. You want to get rid of the acidity. And mm-hmm. D, what is your diet? You know, like mm-hmm. if you could try to get away from eating meat. I got to cover the chicken when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> try not to eat meat. If you that have to chicken eat up. meat, eat chicken. <laughs> and if it's chicken, just the chicken breast. Well, technically yeah. chicken don't have breast. Chickens are titless. Uh, you ain't <laughs> never heard of a chicken breastfeeding. No, no, chicken. It's more like chicken chest. So you want to eat chicken chest uh, because it's the white meat of the chicken. Yeah. You know, it's the clean part of the I chicken. I never thought about that. So if you had to eat meat, just the chicken breast. Just the chicken breast. And then if you eat only vegetables and fruits, any vegetables you want, any fruits you want, and anything you want from the sea, uh-huh. your whole body will change. Your body structure will change. Mm-hmm. It will start cleaning itself up, and you'll mm-hmm. start getting things out because we got shit been in us for years. For a long time. You know, it's just sitting in there stuck. I remember I had acid reflux the other day, and the doctor said, yeah, acid reflux. That means you eat and lay down. Do you eat and lay down? I say, shit, I eat while I'm laying down. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Hell yeah. No control. <laughs> so, um, so it does come down to your diet yeah. and it's cleaning your system up. You know what I'm saying? But I, I whooped COVID's ass. And the good thing is, in those 13 days, I lost 13 pounds. Mm. I'm wearing shit I ain't been able to wear in the last two years. My stomach used to look like a sack of mail. Mm-hmm. I am grateful <laughs> to COVID. Matter of fact, I'm sorry. I wish I had COVID two years ago. Yeah. And I want people to quit beating up COVID. Everybody want to jump on COVID, you know? They want to, oh, man, I want to come to work, man. I yeah. couldn't. COVID. Oh, man, I'm sorry I fucked your wife. COVID. <laughs> they need to <laughs> knock that shit off. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Where we at? <laughs> We got about a 10-minute wrap-up. Let me say this. Please watch the morning show, the Michael Kaye morning show. You can go to YouTube and put in the Michael Kaye morning show. Subscribe to that. Also, secondly, uh, you can follow me on Instagram under my name, Michael Cowyer, C-O-L-Y-A-R. I personally... Damn, that was cute as shit. He made a water bottle flip the fuck over. I, didn't I couldn't no, do it again if I wanted to. Uh, no way. You can't, you can't plan no shit like that. What the, uh, fuck? the Michael Kaye morning show. I mean, uh, Michael Kaye on Instagram is just C-O-L-Y-A-R. I answer all my DMs directly. And if you really love me, you can follow me on my cash app. That's dollar sign. <laughs> Michael Kaye's money. Okay? Just I just want to get that out there before we run. So we asked all our guests to mm-hmm. name their top five favorite comedians. Why do people do that? I don't got no top five. If you if you don't if you don't we we've no, gotten more there's laps. so yeah. many great comedians you know I wouldn't want to narrow it down to five and take a chance of offending somebody I yeah. I like a lot of motherfuckers I I, I can name some people I like I love Tony Roberts mm-hmm. uh, I love Tony Woods both of them niggas we had Tony, Tony Roberts Woods on the show Tony before Roberts. both of them niggas are amazing yeah. amazing 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 and they don't even have to think about it um, there's a white comedian named. Um, Eric Swartz, he calls himself Smooth E. That motherfucker is so fly. He goes from <laughs> nerd to word, you know, in one <laughs> sentence. He's really fly. But then you have all those greats. Dave Chappelle is so great. Um, you know, uh, he's really, really a great artist. No, no question of it. Fucking Eddie Griffin. Holy Jesus. Yeah. From I don't here. know if they get much better than Eddie Griffin. Yeah. That dude's got a big ass brain on him. Yeah. So it's just so many great ones. Somebody mm-hmm. asked me the other day, 
who do I look up to, you know? And um, I look up to my mother and to God. Everybody else I look at laterally, you know? That, that's Damn, that's me. deep. Yeah, because I don't. I and don't you're one of the greats, though. You're supposed to think like yeah, that. Yeah, but I don't think I'm better than anybody. But you I are. know ain't no motherfucker <laughs> better than me. I just think, <laughs> I think we're on an even playing ground, and you get out of a thing what you put in a thing. Life yeah. is like an empty box. You get out of it what you put in. So I just mm -hmm. grind, grind, grind to try to achieve my dreams, and I try not to hurt people along the way. Yeah. I try not to step on people along the way. You know, if I can do that, I can get out of here damn near unscathed. Mm. <laughs> All right. That was good though. You said five. Next question. Okay. Same thing, but did it's you just tell the people how late your ass was? How come we didn't even <laughs> we didn't even start the show because you walked in here twenty minutes late. You, you want to know, what's, put that you on the know show? what's funny? The people know like how late. Oh, how they know late. your ass. They know. Ain't nobody surprised. We would have yeah, fucked them up know. if we started on time. They would have been what the hell? <laughs> we would have been shocked. We'd be like, what the hell? The celebrities it don't matter. Bianca is our on? celebrity. Yeah, they always say that. <laughs> No, they know. <laughs> but the same question for movies, if you want to do that with the chicken. What's the question? Or the chicken's top What's five. What's the question? Movies. Top five movies? Yeah. Comedy movies. Man, oh, because man wouldn't be comedies. Mm hmm. I don't, I don't. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I don't know. Yeah, I thought comedy. Not just comedy. I thought like, Godfather is my favorite. Okay. Godfather is my favorite movie. The original Dune. From 1972. Damn. Man, I ain't never Amazing. heard of that. Amazing. Uh, Look at that. Look at Cortez. Mystic, Mystic River. Woo! Come on, man. You're Mystic doing River. too much now. Mystic doing... River is a beast. Are these um, real movies? Mystic River? That sound like. <laughs> Y'all don't know Mystic River? <laughs> no. Nah, I, I never heard of that one. That sound like a love story, though. It's so cold. It's so cold. It's about these three kids, and one gets kidnapped by a, a child. By a, a file mm -hmm. and gets misused and stuff what? and then he gets away and they come back anyway they grew up mm -hmm. so the movie immediately goes to them as grown mm -hmm. and one of them's a hardcore motherfucking gangster he'll kill your ass on a humbug and something happens to his daughter who was everything to him she's mm -hmm. like 19 they killed his daughter damn and so this gangster and his gangster friends are gonna find who killed this daughter they gonna fuck him up yeah. when they find him they ain't gonna just kill him it's gonna be like it's gonna be bad it's right. gonna be bad mm -hmm. and <laughs> One of the three guys who started out as kids, who now grown as friends, still live in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. He, when he 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 killed somebody, uh, a who he saw trying to pull a guy into a car, and he killed that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. So he come on and told his wife. He said, "Baby, I think I killed somebody. You know, he's trying to get a kid into the car, trying to kill somebody, and he washed his his clothes in the laundry. He's mm -hmm. trying to keep it quiet." She goes and tells the gangster, "I don't know." But he came home one day with blood on his clothes. Oh, shit. So they go and get him and kill him thinking that he is the motherfucking person that killed the his girl. daughter. Mm -hmm. Later they come to find out that he really did kill a Lester somewhere. And it had nothing to do with this guy's daughter. But Damn. that a gangster had killed him. And what was so powerful is his wife, the, the gangster's wife was talking to him. And she said, what kind, of, what kind of wife would say a thing like that to somebody about her? Mm -hmm. It's like to me the coldest line mm -hmm. because the coldest line is your woman supposed to be your ride or die. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know your woman ain't supposed to ever say no to you, and you ain't supposed to say no to her. She's supposed to help you find a motherfucking way. If for me, if I tell my woman, look, I want to go to the moon, I want to say, nigga, hold up, let me go get a ladder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I want to. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me how we can't do it, how hard it is. Say I'm gonna figure out a way to help you make that shit happen. Mm -hmm. But whatever you do. You never put your person out there like that. You mm -hmm. never put on so even if that motherfucker did it wrong. It ain't on you to say that shit. Hell no. Nah. You're supposed to be with him. Yeah. And she in doing that shit, 
in danger Damn. and cause her husband to get killed. Okay, let me stop. Go, okay, those, those, are, deep ass movie. Really those are some of Mystic, Mystic Rivers of Cold Motherfucker. Pull that shit up. We need to watch it. Have you seen Snatch? Oh, man, come oh! on, man. I ain't never heard of no Snatch. You never heard of Snatch? You man, how we ain't behind. never seen none you of these top five? So behind. Oh, with these white, with, not with these white women. <laughs> that's what <laughs> I brought up. When they, uh, no, that's a pussy movie. That's not that. Snatch. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a different snatch. <laughs> it's a, with a, with a, with a, a, with a D. <laughs> you see, you S N A P H. Nigga, no. And snatch. They pulled up. I thought he was on some other shit. Who was the star of that? Um, the white boy who's so cold, and you couldn't understand nothing the motherfucker said. He said, I mean, white no, boy. I'm going to just, uh, hurt somebody. You know what I'm saying? He what was talking about Brad um, Pitt was a star. Yeah, uh, it's a cold snap. and it's a Guy Ritchie film. And Guy, Guy Ritchie makes some good movies. It's a Guy Ritchie film. He's so a like bad two, motherfucker. And here's the all time coldest one of all. Uh oh. Lucky number Slevin. Slevin? I remember that name though. Vince. I remember that Slevin. name. Vince. You want to talk about. Yo, he a bad motherfucker. And and the two main stars are Ben Kingsley and who driving Miss Daisy? What's that nigga? And Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. And Morgan Freeman. They the two gangsters who hate each other mm -hmm. and they live in twin towers across the street from each other. They scared to come out because they guards are protecting them because they both vowed to kill each other, right? And they live on the same block. And they live on the same. There's some cold shit. Cold blooded killers and shit. <laughs> what about Michael T. Williams and that shit? Michael T. Williams got something in his mouth when he talked like this, but he a gangster. Michael he said he's bumping up the road like a one-legged man. Oh, it's a cold <laughs> shit. It's a, oh, it's a, cra it's a great revenge movie. Not Come to find out, mm -hmm. they ain't the shit. Josh Hartnett is the one who's there to commit suicide, and Bruce Willis yeah, awesome. as the hitman. Whoa! That's a cold motherfucker. Lucky number Slevin. Nigga, watching the preview. From, from the it moment up. the Man, film starts, you can't move, nigga. You can't go get a glass of water. You can't pee. You watching the motherfucker like that <laughs> for the whole film. Lucky, don't get me started. We're going to have to watch films. that. I love film. I'm okay. about to say it sounds like I, you I, love I, movies. All right, the last thing we will say, I'm going to say this. No matter how short, man, it has been an honor and a privilege to have you in the studio, Thank man. You, you have been doing your and thing. Brother, it wasn't short. We did an hour, nigga. Okay, all right, go ahead. <laughs> He's like, I just spent too much time with you motherfuckers. But for us... We man, bro, grateful. this is like, uh, yeah, this is a big oh, moment in our man. podcast Thanks, history, bro. We really appreciate it. I appreciate y'all taking the time to do this. Do I get to write on the wall? Hell yeah. Oh, good. You okay. got to. So we're going to write on the wall. And what's the name of the show? Y'all never Urban Absurdity is the name. It's and Urban Absurdity. And who's your guest? Who's the three? I mean, who's the three hosts? Bianca. Bianca. Cortez. Cortez. I'm OG Ron. LG Not to you, though. I'm just Ron to you. I'm you the real OG. Ron. OG Ron. And this is say all right saying OG Ron. And I'm your boy, Michael Kai, world famous, world renowned, often talked about, alleged comedian, gentleman, <laughs> intellectual giant in the pool of mental midgets, and a connoisseur of fine haberdashery. God damn. Honored to be here. Thank you so a talent, very, man. very much. That's crazy. Thank you, King. Thank you, yes, Queen. Sir. I appreciate yes, you, brother. Yes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I ain't going to say nothing else. We out. <laughs>